Hi, I'm Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Byte. there everybody it's the anime a team broadcasting from the land of short skirts and senpais Woo. i'm your host for today daily wilhelm and joining me today is the usual host who does a really great job and i hope that i'm living up to his expectations you're doing good you've hosted before <laughs> and you've always done a good job uh i'm aiden hall sadly redhead co-host isn't here again we don't know what's going on with this guy but well no um it's raining and ugly outside so yep. i wouldn't blame him yep. but yeah. Hi, so, how are you? Hey. So, it's raining. We're just going to stare out the window like the typical anime protagonist who always has the window seat. Yeah, and it's always like an ending <laughs> or something where we're just looking out and like seeing the raindrops and right. memories in the raindrops. Like, <sighs> I feel like, like we talked about on the last episode, how like hair color often denotes who the main character mm-hmm. is. I guess seating in a classroom it can is. also really be specific as They're to They're always in the far back, right, right against the like window. Like, where's the guy in the middle? Nah. Like, Give me the direct middle guy. They're, they're passing the class. Is what, that's yeah. what's happening. Because they're not being distracted. They right? know better. They don't have to look back and think about their past and what's happening in their current crazy situation. Or, like, or the fight they just got over or fighting a hollow and jumping out the window. That was the weirdest thing about Bleach to okay. me. It was just like him looking out the window. And it's like, oh, there's a hollow. I'm going to just jump out this window. And he jumps completely normal. Like everyone sees right. him jump. Right. It's just like. You didn't just see that, did you? Uh, yeah. Like, I think react to this. Bleach did a really good job of, like, combining the, like, typical, regular teenage world with, you know, like, hollows and it was cool. soul reapers. and. Before it went off the tracks, Bleach was very interesting. I right. I give it that much. Yeah. And then it just, it just got crazy. It, yeah. But I will give it. It was always a funny show. Like, I right. always wish they spent more time in the school. Cause... Yeah. I always liked the high school characters, too. I forget her name, but that one really badass girl with the short hair. Oh, Subaki. Yeah. I really loved her. And even, uh, I forget everyone's name, the guy that Kago? had yeah, the, guy the one-liners always, yep. and the perversion. I, I feel like there has to be those characters. I always loved Kago's sister, who had a crush on Ikaku, just because he was bald. Oh yeah, and she was just like, "It's it's okay if you want to marry me." And like this this man is like four hundred years old, yep. Yep. and he's leaving in like a week. <laughs> but it's okay if you want to marry me. It's okay. It's okay. Please, senpai. <sighs> so we're broadcasting from land of short skirts and senpais. We're yes. we're talking shoujo today, which Ooh. Bleach I wouldn't say is a shoujo. But oh no, no, did a very not. good job of like having those romantic subplots. I feel like. It had its moments. It the first it. season, it had yeah. some serious romantic subplots. Then they just threw all of them out the window. Right. Well, Ichigo and Orihime. Even that. I mean, Even if you that? look at like Cueco Mundo, there wasn't really that romantic attachment after she left. Yeah, that's true. But then they have like you know Urahara and Yoroichi, which is pretty much just they've been a couple. Right. They've been together forever. Yeah. And then you had Soifone in the very, you know. Oh, they're just girlfriends. They're best girlfriends. Right, right. No. Gal pals. N- yeah, gal, gal pals. pals. I love that. Like, no, no, they were not the gal Sailor pals. The Sailor Moon style. It's like, oh, they're cousins. They mm. just have that family bond that just draws them to touch each other all the time. No. Yeah. No, that's not how that yeah. works. Yeah. 
well, here in rural Indiana, that's how it works. So, nah. (laughs) Nah. Nah, just gal pals. But just gal pals. So, what comes to mind when we say shoujo versus shonen? Well, I I think obviously the biggest difference is girl versus boy. I mean, that's really... I mean, even in down to the literal translation, shoujo is intended for little girls, shonen's intended for little boys. Um, from an artistic standpoint, I think it's much more. Shoujo is a very, I don't want to say pretty, but pretty. It, it goes very aesthetic. Right. Like if you look at old shoujo, the girls had these huge eyes. They were like like massive, and that was intentional yeah. because it was supposed to symbolize the mirror of the mind. Right. And you know, like you can see all their emotions within exactly. their eyes. And because it was hard to. You know, back then it was all hand drawn. It was just a nightmare. Right. So I just gave them these giant eyes and this whole new expressionist movement. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, I think shoujo is much more evolved than say shonen or seinen. Is that it was trying to reach empathy rather than just getting people hyped up for a fight right. coming up. Because shonen, it's all about exaggeration. It's always right. big muscles, big swords, big guns. And if it's not big, it's gonna get big. <laughs> and you know, shoujo was very much more contained because even if we think of like big shoujo series like Oron High School or I guess Fruits Basket, Fruits Basket, Fruits Basket, definitely, you know, yeah. They do have these outlandish ideas, but they're not handled outlandishly. Right. It's kind of almost minimalist. I. Could it's argue. very minimalist. I would and agree. Definitely in like when you think shoujo, you wind up thinking like it's about. A romance plot or mm-hmm. it's about something very everyday it's it's like the next level from slice of life because then you add in the romance but even in most shows that i've watched the romance itself it's always very chaste it's always very never like oh like we had an encounter in like the hallway and like my heart was just doki doki and i just couldn't help but reach out and grab senpai it's always very like I saw senpai from across the room and I've blushed a little bit. I think that really I think it's trying to appeal more to the reader than it is to get an extreme story out there because that's probably something that they've experienced themselves is right. that, you know, I have a crush on this guy. Well, I'm not going to run up and kiss yeah. him and hug him and yeah. throw him out the window and chase him down. It's just, you know, I I like him. Right. I really do. And again, I think it's really the mind, the message of the mind, you know, Speaking and characterizing these feelings that people feel and just getting it out there is something that Shoujo just does splendidly. I should just because I should just be upfront about this. I hate Shoujo. Yeah. I absolutely I oh can't my. stand Shoujo. I, was, I could not tell thus yeah. far. I really couldn't. Well, that's because it's my field of study is I like to look and that's something that should be noted. I will read Shoujo. Yeah. I enjoy certain Shoujo series. It's the tropes and you know, those giant eyes. Right. It's those bother me. But that's because I'm not the target audience. Yeah. I don't understand the feelings that are in the stories. That's why I prefer shonen. I like big, exaggerated stories that are over the top and obnoxious. Like, I like that. And I realize that there are faults in that. I realize there are problems with that. Yeah. Especially with sexualization of women and, hey. you know, things like that. Which shoujo, uh, in a way... Shoujo doesn't get a free pass. No, shoujo is very... It's the opposite. It sexualizes men. 
Oh, yeah. To a hyper degree. The Bishonin boys. The Bishonin boys. Boys love, which I just found out is Yaoi, which yeah, thank you for I telling mean, me that. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking about like <laughs> last week, that Restaurante Paradiso. Yeah. We about, like the old 50-year-old men with the glasses. Beautiful. And I'm like, is that, is that boys love? Is that what that's called? I'm like, I don't think that's what that's called. By the way, finished it. Yeah. Completely different from what I thought it would be. All right. Very shoujo. Very awful. But completely different. But completely different. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we said shoujo does not get a free pass. Absolutely not. I think that this, like... Well, just before we me. jump into that, can you give... What is your favorite shoujo or some more notable shoujo works? Just uh, to give people more of a mindset of what we're talking about. My favorite would have to be... You'll have to, one more time, give me the Japanese title... My, My love, love story. story. Uh, Oremogari. Oremogari. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, I feel like Oran is definitely like the gateway shoujo. It really like, is. Like, I had only watched Shonen before that. I had my, you know, subscription to Shonen Jump. I would only watch whatever was on either Adult Swim or Toonami. <laughs> but after watching Oran Host Club, I was like, yeah. This isn't, like, overtly, like, girly, like, all about the romance. It's no. funny. It's fun. Um, because I was very much a tomboy and wanted to, like, prove myself. But then... Prove yourself the, in the shonen world. In the shonen world. But, yeah, then the spiral began in which I mostly turned to just reading and watching shoujo. And that's fine. Yeah. It absolutely is. Because, I mean, you can not even talk about, like, the tomboy archetype in shoujo, which I would say is probably the most common, honestly. Right. It's always, you know, the girl that's trying to be, it's not necessarily like uh, Taming the Shrew, where it's the ugly country girl turning to the pretty, sophisticated lady. It's always the tomboy knows who she is, and people learn to accept her for what she is. Yeah, and that's kind of going along with, like, sundere types, where Mm -hmm. they're, like, very... Uh, prickly characters and it's like and then when you try to get to their softer side it's like I didn't I didn't really mean to like like you or anything but but Baka it's always so weird it's like I I always avoid series that use like those terrible tropes but they're always there right I mean there's some exceptions that use it well like Toradora which is one of the Toradora was probably that's probably the most prolific Sundari show yeah I mean, by definition. And, and then, like, the bad boy with the soft side being her counterpart. Yeah. The bad boy with the soft side is just so overdone. Okay. I've read so many series of, like, it goes to the point of them being, like, animalistic and, like, like, like super crazy. Like, My Little Monster, that is a okay. whole series yeah. about, like... He's just a bad boy and he's hopeless and this girl's like taming him. And there was a manga series called Beastmaster that I read at some point. He wasn't like mean or anything, but he was literally just like an animal. I lived in Africa for most of my life, like out on a safari. That sounds really. He came to Japan to regular school, but he acts like a dog quite a bit, question mark. Yeah, see, that's something, again, we can't talk about free passes because they just don't exist. No. Where women are treated as objects in a lot of shonen, it seems like men are treated as animals in a lot of shoujo. Right, and it's like they, the ignoring of the no 
is yeah. a huge theme in shoujo, which is hugely like problematic in itself, where oh, it's yeah. like romanticized that like, ah, oh, he just couldn't keep his hands off me, even if I said, no, don't, senpai. But that's that's a problem because if that it's, happens in real life, that is not okay. Right, that's like assault. Yeah, and we shouldn't recognize it as anything other than that. It's not romantic for someone not to listen to you, but for a very long time uh, in my childhood, I thought that it was because shoujo told me this. And I mean, in the Western world, that's utilized a lot too. But definitely, uh, shoujo like has those really you know, meek main characters. The girl is like almost childlike. And then you have the guy who is like objectified as this, you know, animal. And But it's weird because he's always objectified, but he's either like a star athlete, right. a super genius, like top of the class. Um, I'm reminded of Caracano um, yeah. or Caracano. And just that whole, she's number two in the class. He's number one. His dad was an ass. She's like one of seven sisters. A fight. <laughs> and it was just like, why? Why did this show happen? What? What even was it? Why this? Why this? I mean, with shoujo too, I feel like I'm always able to recognize going into it what it's going to be just by how short the skirts are slash mm -hmm. what the uniform design is and just how much personality the main characters have because there's a lot of series that just get away with like being like I'm just a plain average girl but something crazy is going to happen to me yeah that's it's a very out there kind of element to it just like shonen it's always the I'm larger than life. I'm everything, you know, right. like the hair color thing we were talking about. It's always yeah. super spiky. I can pick him out of a room because he's the weird one. Yep. In shoujo, it's always the more modest girl that's the main focus, even though other characters might be outlandish. Right. And it just winds up being about the personalities around her and how they affect her versus like Oron. how Yeah, like Oron. I mean, Haruhi needs props just because of her like very sticking to her morals and that like very down she, to earth she's very down to earth she's like knows kind of like what she wants to do and what she wants to ignore which often is gender which is super cool um but yeah i mean all the personalities of her you know reverse harem are just overwhelming and ridiculous and out there um i think that's one of the few examples where it kind of fits in but, I mean, there's, like, reverse harem anime where it's, like, like, you could almost argue, um, clan ad. Like, yeah, Tomoya, he doesn't have a huge personality other than, like, I'm gonna do what is right and I don't like my dad. Um, whereas, like, other series, especially shonen series, it's, the, there's something always very special about the main character. Like, they've got some kind of past, or they've got, you know, of certain power, or they've got just this huge conviction, like, I'm going to be Hokage. Yeah. Whereas, I think Shoujo gets away with being like, I just want to have a normal life. Even if they don't have a normal life right yeah. now. It's just the, I want it to be normal, whereas the shonen is, I want it to be more than normal. Right. And then seinen is, oh my god, my hand's an alien trying to eat me. <laughs> 
How'd you like that series, by the way? Parasite? I love yeah. Parasite. I read it years ago, and then I actually watched it. I was it like, was... I'm I'm deterred from watching it at this point just because of what happens to the Corgi. Like, the Corgi, there's... I'm unfamiliar. From the trailer oh, I saw. Oh, yeah. oh, right. I forgot about the dog. It's so small that you can just skip okay. right over it. Like, it's literally like okay. three seconds. Because that's, I, I can't deal with stuff happening. Oh. I don't care about the people, but when oh, something no, happens Oh, no, that's the only thing animals, that happens. Everything else is humans oh, okay cool yeah that's good um no parasite's really great um what's really cool is the manga is very very 90s like pulling out oh, like yeah. those huge cell phones Jeez. and you know 90s 80s fashion and you can tell it's such a dated series right the anime actually updates all that which is really nice because it came out last year right and so they're like but how would they really do this they have cell phones now he wouldn't need to wait and to get into a, like a payphone booth to call his mom to let her know he's okay. Right. And they they Having change to work it. Around exactly. They change things. it to make it still make sense but to make it up to date too, right. which is appreciated. Like he just gets LASIK eye surgery and now his eyes are fine. I'm like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh that's a gorgeous series, just from the trailer. Oh, it's beautiful. And I think that's something. I think Shonen is trying to get on that level of like raising the aesthetics, but like you said, it's Shoujo's got the corner market on that. Like it really with the does. backgrounds and like I'm just thinking about like Your Lie in April. Like what a gorgeous, gorgeous now, series that is. Your Lie in April is a very interesting one to talk about because that was published in Shonen Jump. Was it? It was a shonen series. I guess the main character is technically a boy. Yeah. And, well, and you think about it, he wanted to be the best in the choir or the band. Right. So the piano. It, it's, it's a weird kind of place to fall under because there are romantic shonen series. Right. Like um, Nisekoi and, um, oh, well, I wouldn't call Koe no Katachi shonen, but. It's certainly more oriented towards boys. Yeah. And that's the um, the deaf girl. The girl who's deaf and is bullied. And then her main bully falls in love with her and learns sign language. And it's a slice of life. Very cutesy. I want to um, watch that. Lovely. It's actually recommended by the World Deaf Organization oh for gosh. children to read um, to learn about how their deaf classmates live in the world. That's fantastic. Like it's that commended. Yay. Um, actually, I think that is a shoujo. I think it was written by a very prolific shoujo artist. I forget her name. But um, that's the other interesting thing is, you know, shonen's men, shoujo's women, but there are overlaps. Like, oh, yeah. Um, like we were talking last week, the creator of Inuyasha and Ranma One Half, who sadly passed away, right. was a woman. Inuyasha, arguably, very much shonen. Yeah. And then we had, um, obviously, Fullmetal Alchemist, also done by a woman. Right. And that's, um, like, what we usually suggest. Like, you want to get into anime, go watch Full Metal Alchemist. Exactly. And it's, you know, there was a long time, long, long time where the LGBT community was stuck in shoujo. Right. Because, and that's where we got the gal pals. Gal pals. And <laughs> that was something that was very fascinating about shoujo way back when, is that they took from, oh, the Jane, Jane something books, not Jane Austen. Not Jane Austen. Jane something books Jane where Iyer. they would have these two female characters and they could be lesbian. They could have a romantic relationship, but they'd always have a tragic ending. Right. And so it was okay to be published because it wasn't promoting 
same-sex relationships. Because right. they die in the end. Exactly. Or it was essentially yeah. a snuff film, but in yeah. book form. And Shoujo picked this element up because Japan is just as backwards as America on certain things. Yeah. And so the LGBT community wrapped around it. Because if we think about like transgender characters or... Um, I Can you say cross-dressing? I am not... Like, yeah, cross-dressing is like dressing a, can be as, a thing separate from, like, yeah. gender identity. Dressing as something that's not your identified gender, like Princess Jellyfish, for yeah. example. Um, those were all very heavily in shoujo, and it was respected almost. Like, mm-hmm. it was, these characters are not jokes. And then you have shounen, yeah, where, where there's always the effeminate gay man, there's always... Who, who's the, from One Piece, the ballerina? Oh, Mr. Two. Yeah. The Okama My Way. That one, he's from an entire like mini island of like man women. Okay. So I can kind and I I literally mean man women. Like they have hormone injections from Ivankov oh. to make them men and women. Okay. Like it's literally called the island of man women. Yeah. And so I can kind of give it a pass on that because it's so literal in it. Yeah. But no, even One Piece is very. It has its moments where it's problematic. Yeah. But. Shoujo has been very open to sexuality, to, um, I wouldn't say... Ne- like gender, gender fluidity. Exactly. Like with Oron, that was like, I watched that when I was very young and I didn't really have any idea what LGBT stood for, but it, I think it was very poignant just that series where Haruhi was like, I mean... Technically, I'm a girl, but I don't really mind if you call me a boy or whatever. And she was just very comfortable and not like the, you know, uh, jerk reflex of like, no, I'm a girl or no, I'm a boy. Um, It was really interesting. And I feel like that might have influenced like where my interests are now, like in like that, hey, gender is not like as concrete as everyone would have you to believe. Because it really isn't. Yeah. Gender and sexuality are meant to be fluid. And Shoujo has been addressing this for since the 40s. I mean, we could go all the way back to Princess Sama, which was about a woman that wanted to be a knight and obviously was in a time period where she couldn't be a knight. So she dressed as a man. And that was... And it was done by Osama Tezuka, a.k.a. the godfather of all anime. Yeah. And it was just this great, you know, coming-of-age tale about this girl who's fighting for her country, sort of like Joan of Arc. Yeah. Almost. And then we have stuff like um, Revolutionary Girl Utena. Yeah. Um, Which was revolutionary. I, oh, but, um, oh, there you go. A. <laughs> and so it's just amazing to see all these different elements in shoujo. But then we see where present-day shoujo has become this, you know, animalistic males and yeah. just... It seems almost watered down from what it used to be as opposed to shonen, which has realized that they can't just get away with the 5v5 fights all the time. Right. And they're actually trying to add a bit more depth like, to it. Like, let's have some narrative up in there, yeah? But... Granted, no, I, I, def- I love the 5v5s. I, I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always for team fights. <laughs> I definitely see how, like, shoujo has almost gotten more, like, pulpy as of late. Like, those, like, like paperback romance novels. Definitely. That fill up library shelves. And Absolutely. there's and always that one person that checks them all out. And I ha- <laughs> yeah, and usually know who that person is yeah. just by looking at it. <laughs> um, I think that honestly has to do more with Western influence. Mm-hmm. Because now they're making these things to appeal to 
the Western audience right. as well. Because eventually the Americans are going to watch it. And they're going to buy merchandise and they're right? going to buy DVDs and posters. Yeah, and pillows. I mean, even if you look at like free. Oh, like, yeah. Free. Free was nothing but fan service. Like, I will. I love that series. I did. But, I mean, you have to recognize it for what it is. It's it's fan service. It's yeah. a female harem. Right. It started out as just a commercial for pools. Uh, exactly. Like, just for legitimately. Like a pool. And it was framing it in those, like, commercials where, you know, you have, like, the girl on the hood of the car. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's a car wash commercial, we swear. It's not softcore porn. but Any and, Hardy's commercial ever. Any, yeah, any Hardy's commercial ever, literally. But, and then they switched that around and turned it into, like, the water rippling off of this guy's washboard abs. As he just and shakes his hair and the water flies everywhere. But it's about the pool. It's not about him. But it's it's about him. But it's about him. It's and, about him. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely not. Because, I mean, we see that in, you know, the sexy anime girl dancing and flaunting everything that right. she has for, you know, ramen right. or whatever. We're, like, evening the playing field a little bit. But that being said, you shouldn't descend to, to that reach, level. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't go down to be equal. You should go more like the princess jellyfish route, which fantastic representation of women because we're not all like the anime girl oh, no. freshman with the skirt and the perfect hair and that's a strange color i'm always reminded of like the kung fu girl that's super into chinese history right yeah yeah and i'm just like that is such an interesting character right that i've never seen before uh-uh like you, you see guys that are like obsessed with a single oh, yeah. thing and have like all this trivia knowledge on it, but it's very rare that you see a girl in that unless she's like got the big boobs and the glasses. Which I don't. Why? Why does big boobs correlate with big brains? It seems to me in a lot of character designs. I think that comes down to again, Western influence. Yeah. Because if we look way back when, like I'm going 70s, 80s. A lot of them, if they had big breasts, they were foreign. They were either That's um, true. German, American, or you know somewhere not Japan. Yeah, because that's just biology. Yeah, and that's just genetics, and because they don't, yeah, they don't have the same meat intake. They don't, and that's genetics. We're not a genetics podcast. <laughs> um, but then as we got on, and you know, comic books started becoming more and more of a thing, and they started reaching the east, you know. Name a superhero that doesn't have a huge rack. True. And or I mean I'm sure there are now, but back then they I all is arguable. Like I think Squirrel today. Girl doesn't have, you know, too big of a rack, but still it's it's an issue. And so I don't know why smarts and sexuality sort of meshed, but Yeah. I was just thinking of like Lucky Star, which Oh no, is, it's certainly a yeah, thing. And there's always the, you know, the mature, sensual, you know, school nurse who oh, everybody yeah. wants to be sick that day. <laughs> um, and there's always that, I don't want to say, like, you know what? I'm going to say that milfy effect, honestly. Yep. It's yep. always that very sexualized, mature women. There's the women. teacher or there's the mom that hugs everyone yep. and just pulls them into her bosom. And it's always this very just hyper-sexualized and even in shoujo, it occurs. Right. It's always, no, you know. That's the whole thing. It's really interesting that that's a thing because it's like, who's this fan service for if your intended demographic is all women? And it's not that whole, I mean, it's not, I don't even think it's for, say, 
the quote unquote gal pals. The, yeah. You know, it's not for <laughs> lesbian readers or right. um, same sex interested individuals. It's it's just there. It's yeah, almost it like they're just taking it from a shonen archetype. Right. It's like and they just, have to meet that standard that like anime is supposed to have this in it. But why? Good question. Yeah. I just they just talk about boobs so much, even in shoujo. And I'm just saying that as a girl, like this isn't a thing that girls talk about every day. It's really not. No, it just gives. I feel like it gives people the wrong idea of what, especially Japanese schoolgirls are, because those uniforms are not accurate. No, at all. I ever. if I've ever, um, I have friends that have gone to Japan, and. I've seen all their pictures, and I've never seen a girl in bloomers. No. Not once. <laughs> and yet, to this day, and they even make jokes about it in anime. It's like, they have a school with bloomers. I thought those had been outlawed. And that's because they pretty much have been. Yeah. They've been out yeah. of the industry for like 20 years, and yet we still see them in anime and manga. And it's oh. like, but why? If it's not topical, it's just a sexualization that doesn't need to happen. Right. And then I don't know how, like, schoolgirls themselves feel about it. I watched a vlog of two Japanese YouTubers. They were talking about how neither of them really cared for anime. And they were like, have you ever heard someone that, like, talks like they're in an anime? Like, that really high voice? Like, they had to, like, really strain themselves to oh, try yeah. to get that, like, ah, senpai voice going. You know? Oh, yeah. And most of the people that do that are musicians so that they can hit those high notes. Right. It's difficult. I don't think I just think that there was a funny comic. I think that was shared somewhere on one of the Bites Facebook pages. It's that uh, like there's the Paris effect where you go to Paris and oh, you realize yeah. how like dirty and kind of like eh, it is. And then it's like but that that certainly can't be like the Japan effect. Then you go to Japan and you realize that it's not like the skirts aren't that shirt. The voices aren't that high. Like, and then you come back and it's like, it wasn't like the anime. It's so weird. <laughs> Take me home. Let me live in my little anime world. And that's, I would honestly say that's dangerous because we have people who's only, you know, I'm speaking from, I went to a high school that had a Japan club. Didn't have an anime club. Didn't have a manga club. Japan club. Japan club. And so like, the people that came there made it into an anime club. It was originally just like a culture. Like right. one week they do like sumo or learning about judo or karate. Okay. And, you know, just different Japanese elements, not just anime. Right. But every week it was always more and more anime and manga. And, you know, as much as I love it, I do. Yeah. I've seen my fair share. I mean, we're that sitting is... here on the anime A team. Exactly. It was anime is not a proper representation of Japanese life. Nope. It is not a proper representation of anything in japan right you have to take it as a separate art form mm -hmm. and there are people that just don't there are people that look at shoujo and they're like oh that's what my life's going to be as soon as i get out there and we both know those people we have both interacted right. with those people yep. whether it's in a japanese class a t-com class what have you they are out there and they are they're a problem they really are because mm -hmm. not only are they hurting the image that you know say the japanese have of us you know they're going off of this and they're just being insulting. Right. Because we had um, foreign exchange students in the Japanese class I monitored and they were all very nice people. You know, right. Maybe three of the guys read Shonen Jump Weekly 
and those were the guys I talked to, obviously, yeah. just like because we had similar interests. But every single person would come up to him like, "Oh, did you watch Oron High School?" Or, oh. "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Hey, did you watch Chibi Marco Chan two weeks ago?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I love Chibi Marco Chan because it's like The Simpsons, right? Like, of course everybody watches Chibi Marco Chan. Everybody does." Yeah. And it's just Instead like, of like obscure anime number sixty four. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, have you read this boys love manga? And like, yeah. no no. Well, it came from your country. Obviously you must have consumed it at one point. Exactly. And it's like, you know, I was talking to the guys and so like, Oh yeah, I love uh what was it? It was Bleach. It was yeah. Bleach at the time. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and they're giving me spoilers and everything. And they're like, I don't I don't know why yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> but then I was talking to the other guys and they're like, Yeah, no, we don't read that stuff. And yeah, like, yeah, I do judo. I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. That's fascinating. Yeah. And it's just this very anime and manga are so detached from everyday Japanese life. Right. Because it doesn't need to be a severe it doesn't need to be all of your life. And sometimes there are American people that it is all their life. All yeah. their life is anime and manga. And to have these lessons in shoujo and shonen, these elements like the big breasted, big brained bombshell woman. Yeah. It's just it's problematic. It really is. It it encourages like this fetishization of Japanese culture, which like don't do that to any culture. No. Like we on the last podcast we were making fun of how like oftentimes how America is represented in anime as like eagle, bacon, steak, big breasts, like, big, big asses, breasts, uh, like blonde hair, American flag in the background. Like we were like making fun of that, but essentially these people that take anime so very seriously. It's they're they're doing the same thing except it's all Japanese stuff in the background. They are, and I mean, those are obviously jokes. I mean, right. it's gaijin, it's you know the Western, blonde hair, blue eyes, and yeah. that's okay because I know Japanese people won't come here, and act the same way as American people going to Japan. Yeah, because yeah. they they know the difference, and I think that's something that we really need to educate people on is there is a difference. Not everyone is an anime or manga consumer. Right. Unless it's, it's like, like there, but unless it's like One Piece or Chibi Marco Chan, there are some outliers, yeah. obviously. I mean, but... in America, there's people who are like, I just don't watch TV, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there are people that just can't stand it. Yeah, and again, that's okay. That doesn't make them non-Japanese, right? It's not inherently Japanese. To and there have been people that. that you know, we had one kid. I mean, he was always you know. That weird guy that would like hit on every single woman in the class. Aha. Just that type Delightful. of guy. And he was talking to the girls and just naming off animes and animes and animes. They had no idea what they were. And he's like, gee, are you even Japanese? <sighs> and I'm like, A, not only are those obscure by American standards, yeah. those are obscure just in general. Yeah. I'm like, and two of those are 20 years old. Of course, these 17 year old <laughs> girls haven't seen them. Right. Unless they actively looked out for them. So, I don't know. Not but shoujo. But shoujo. I don't know how we okay. got to that. We, we got probably to that my somehow. Fault. But, um, do you want to talk about boys' love? Sure. Let's talk so, boys' love. So, you've never really had to encounter That's not boys. true. No. No. Do um, tell. My girlfriend in high school, a long time, we dated for three years, was very into boys' love. And her favorite show was Black Butler. Absolutely, yeah. by far, Black Butler was her show, her manga. True story, I read the entirety of The Hunger Games just to get a date with her. Dude, that's that, some commitment. Yeah, I was really- I applaud you. Thank you. I was really into it, and I was like, you know what? I am going to date you 
and she gave me a rule. I had to read the entire Hunger Games. There you go. So I did that, and then she said, okay, now read Black Butler. I'm like, I think you. I think we uh-huh. have a, a promise of a date here. Yeah. And then I read Black Butler, and then it moved on to Gravitation, and then it moved on to oh, something else that's awful. I, I don't like Gowie. Yeah. I don't like Boys Love, but I do have experience with Boys Love. Okay. That's good to know going in then. It's interesting you said Black Butler because for the long when I was reading it, I was very convinced that that's just it was just like um borderline like Sinon. Like I know it was by Just a, a little out out there Demon Butler. Demon Butler. Angels and Angels fighting like, and I, I, I could definitely see that. Right. But if I really had to classify it something, I would give it boys love. I yeah? really would. I mean, that's terrifying in how that would be classified then because obviously the relationship at hand would be it, between little, Sebastian. A very pedophilic, yes. Yeah, and then CL, who's 13. But, I think at last time I was reading, he was 13 still. I guess it's time for another wonderful Aiden Hall history lesson. Aha! I had to do a paper on Yowie. Well, um, then. Yowie, boys love, started way back in the Meiji era. Like, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And, or I think it started in the Edo period, actually. And it was basically just the stories of samurai. Because back then, samurai had um, male vassals mm-hmm. and... You know, they shared everything, including sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. And so these stories became popular. And they were also an inspiration for Western gay authors and artists when they came across these stories of, you know, two men in love in the same occupation, one older, one younger. Yeah. And so from there, Boys Love exploded into what we have today, which is, again, a very weird because I have seen some just bad boys love that is a very weird fetishization and sexualization of gay men right just for the enjoyment of women right like it gets to the point where it just they don't seem like anything other than caricatures of like a gay man which is hugely feminized and they're just like oh there's always either the super rich guy the super evil guy and then there's the super innocent or girly almost right. character. They're like very naive mm. and like not, they never seem to know what's happening. Like it's funny at first. It's cause like, ah, you're, you're just kind of dense. You don't know that he's like flirting with you, but then it gets to the point where they're like in a bedroom and it's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you taking off my clothes? Like then it gets problematic at that point. And it's like, just let it happen. Yeah. Like, no, 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 don't let it happen. No, but you wouldn't see that in anything else. Don't let it don't. And, that's the other issue is that most Yaoi is written not by gay authors, but by female authors. Right. And so there's some inaccuracies as A to little. how things work. Yeah. For sure. And that's just brushed over and never really a huge concern when it really should be. Um, but definitely, I always found whenever I would give in to reading or watching um, Boys Love. For the plot, I assure you. Oh, yes, the plot. <laughs> the plot. The plot, which is typically dismal and non-existent yeah. at best. Um, it was always an older man and like mm-hmm. either fresh out of high school or still in high school. I student. will say probably one of the weirdest ones I ever watched was Gravitation, which 
Have you seen it? I've seen parts, yeah. In the first episode, and it's about this um, pop star who right. falls in love with like a businessman or something. Again, the very young, very old. Except the very young one is the one that's always making all the moves right. and trying to have sex and you know and this and that. But the weirdest thing was I was watching it, and in the first episode, he's like skating around on the floor, and they give him like the Gundam sword and shield. What? And I'm like, did you just make a mobile suit Gundam reference in your gay series? Like what? Beautiful. I'm like, why? Why would you include that? So there are some outliers. There are some yeah. that you know have fun with it, but. You know, for the life of me, I can't name like, one positive Yaoi no, series. like, the most popular ones that I thought up of was, like, Junjo Romanica, which oh, is Junjo's three different, like, romances, but it was all, like, much younger man, yep. much older man. And then there's Loveless, the uh, cat, cat boy. Okay, yeah, that's just weird in itself yep. because it deals with, like, I don't want to say, I'm not saying bestiality, but, like, it deals with, like, the issues of, like, you have animal urges or yeah. whatever. I mean, that's a weird thing to just discuss in general. It's just like the cat girl, cat boy. Right. Just like the animalization of individuals. I've never, I have never found an interest in anything cat girl in my life. Like the ears are, like I understand the aesthetic. Like I used to watch Tokyo Mew Mew. And so then I would draw all my OCs with like cat ears and a cat tail. Oh yeah. But like when it gets into like then they act like that animal slightly that's a little much that's a little much it it gets into territory that i I don't want to wander into and no one would blame you honestly but and yet there's some and hey there's always a market for something there will always be someone that wants what you have there's still people that you know watch and read these boys love series when they still have the massive yaoi hands can we talk about like they old are art style huge. though like it's not even old it's still there yeah yeah no that's like, the terrifying let part. me just reach my hand around your throat as my fingers come together on the other end no right and no. then they have these massive shoulders and their heads are like just like pinpricks just tiny thing. just Itty tiny bitty. Tiny. I don't. And like, then when they kiss, it takes out the whole page. Right. Of but then course. those hands, like you could wrap around a thigh with those hands, which is terrifying. Like it's awful. It's all just they just found all the basketball players. And it's just that's and all Japan is. It's just big-handed, big-breasted women, and you know, <laughs> big-handed men. This is horrifying. This is a terrifying. God, terrifying this is why I don't image. want manga to be real. Because no, then... let's not. Let's not at all. But who knows what's happening. Girls with their giant mirror eyes and tiny glasses. Right. Oh. And then the glasses fetishes, like, Megane. Oh. I mean, even my favorite series, uh, Beyond the Boundary, Kyokai no Kanata. It definitely that had. That was super. Yeah. And that also had that weird trope of, like, the older brother almost, like, having a crush on his younger sister. Yeah. In the guise of, like, I'm being, you know, a good big brother and I'm being protective and I'm really taking my role seriously. When really he was always like, please call me big brother or I want to use your you saying that as a ringtone. Yeah. And that's and we see that so frequently in all kinds of different series and things. And it's very and I mean, the same thing happens too. is like the little sister has a crush on her big brother. And. Oni-san. Exactly. And, like, I would do anything for him. And it's just, it's very creepy, the incestuous elements that appear. Because even in Boys Love, there's two brothers or cousins or, you know, what have you that do the deed. And it's just like, but why? 
but why? Why would you include this in your story? And I why guess it's this okay. I guess it's the forbidden love aspect of right. it, but it's still there's some things you just you can be fine not doing it. Right. Unless it's like Game of Thrones, it's okay yeah. not to do that. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Jeez. With their yowie hands stabbing oh. each other. Yowie zowie. <laughs> Yowie Zowie. Beautiful. I forget what that's from. I think it's from Dragon Ball Z or something. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Yowie Zowie. No, it's from South Park. It's from Tweak X Craig, the uh, Yowie episode. Beautiful. Yowie Zowie. Yowie. Oh, my gosh. So we have Yowie. We have Boys Love. Let's throw in some more Japanese terms. Well, here. there is one that is for. It's a little weird. It's like made for gay men by male authors it's not called yaoi it's called something else but i forget what it's called huh yeah and it's but instead of it being like those very lanky very you know giant hands and you know small guy and big guy it's actually very muscular individuals because in japan for whatever reason masculinity like super muscles and everything is deemed as gay or something that's very now that I think of it, I noticed in a lot of Shonen series, like One Punch Man, like Pretty mm-hmm. Pretty Prisoner. Or like in Full Metal Alchemist with Arl- uh, Armstrong. Right. And it's very, it's a muscular thing, which and is very weird because here in America, when we think of masculinity and straight heterosexual males, we think, you know, the Muscles. beefier, the better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Flexing. flexing. Oh, <laughs> get me some weight gain powder. Yeah, brother. Um... <laughs> He won $140 million from Gawker. That is, that's so good. But, um, (laughs) yeah, and so it's these, and it's usually like teammates. Right. Like teammates or just classmates or best friends. It's not that super weird age gap or. And so. It's definitely more realistic. Except for the muscles. Except for the muscles. I can tell you with the muscles. But it's something very interesting to see um, how women portray gay characters and how men portray gay characters in boys love right because they're two vastly different ideas right it's just different demographics that exactly. they're actually for and it really comes down to again the you know men like exaggeration right you know, men like muscle and then women like the i guess other exaggeration with giant hands but <laughs> much more sleek characters right minimalism kind of in a way. Yeah, I'd say minimal. Like, I'm still reeling over, like, I keep wanting to bring up, like, Your Lie in April, which is, like, arguably, like, minimalist, except for, like, in the opening theme and, like, some of the sequences where they're singing. But that was published in Shonen Jump? Yeah, it was a Shonen Jump huh. series, I believe. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. My mind's blown. Well, I mean, we've had, uh, like, Two Love Rue was Shonen Jump as well. And that was, it was a romance series, but it, it was problematic, too. I mean, there was a lot of, you know... That was the other thing, like the alien girl that has to stay in your room and doesn't have any clothes to wear, so obviously she okay. wears lingerie. Yeah, right. And it, like, like that's an oddly specific trope that happens a lot. Right, even like Code Geass with Code uh, Ge- what's her uh, name, CC, or like, Chobits with. Uh, oh, okay, Chobits is on a whole different planet of weird. And yet it was made by Clamp, right? Which is weird. Which is a group of women. Yeah. And they created Chobits, which is arguably not okay. Like, probably, yeah. Not okay. Definitely just underline the not okay. Like, where's the on switch? Yeah, not okay. Jeez. But it's interesting how all these series, like, 
even some of the more chaste ones wind up leaning toward somehow sexualizing a character. Oh, yeah. Either or. Um, is that arguably the nature of anime or getting deep here? That's a good question. In sh- you see, that's something that's very interesting because I've read, you know, you've seen everything I've read. I've read a healthy list of shonen. This is very and, healthy. And, and very, I mean, is, yeah. Um, arguably, there seems to be three types of shonen involving romance. There's either the romance is a center part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's either center part a side story or it's non-existent it just doesn't happen right um some examples like let's take naruto and hinata yeah that's probably the easiest one um in the beginning the naruto hinata story wasn't there it wasn't until the time skip or shippuden um and as it developed hinata developed with it you know she got larger breasts you know much more profile Mm -hmm. and sakura got you know shorter skirts and all the female characters got much more skimpy yeah and so they 12 anymore exactly and so and they all fell in love with someone everyone and you knew who everyone was like oh, tamari yeah. and shikamaru it was um, gonna happen Ino and sasuke sakura and sasuke so on and so forth and they felt like they were complete when they had a man mm-hmm. and the men sometimes felt complete when they had the woman right and it's that duality then there's some with like side plot and that's something like one piece where everyone is sexualized. Every woman and man. Oh, yeah. They're either hypersexualized or they're just ugly. And that's yeah. men and women. Yeah. And there are side romance stories, but there is no romance in the forefront. There's like Luffy and Nami, it could be there. Yeah. But Nami does what Nami does and Luffy does what Luffy does. Right. And then there's something I like to call the chastity effect, where there's just no women. Yeah. It's just all male characters. There's. Sometimes there are feminine gay characters, but they usually don't have any romantic stories. Yeah. But there's just no female characters. So to say that it's the evolution of anime, I would say it's the evolution of mainstream anime. And I wouldn't necessarily want to put it up as law. A theory, absolutely. But not an over-encompassing law because there are some. An anime theory. There you go. (laughs) An anime theory. I hate those. I love those. (sighs) Matt Pat is the best. You see, I it's like Watch Mojo's top ten list. Like, okay. I can never agree Watch with Mojo's. Either. Did you know? Well, we will talk about it on the Coven uh-huh. that there's a separate Watch Mojo channel for women. I thought it only had six videos because it got taken down. Like they decided it was just a terrible idea. I'm not sure. There's significantly less videos for sure, yeah. but like the fact that like we need a separate channel for yeah, women. Yeah, it was like top ten hottest like movie guys. Right. And like, and, like best couples and yeah. whatever. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I have seen a couple of those. It is not not cool. But for shoujo, I don't know. I think we're reaching a curve of shoujo where it will get hypersexualized. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can see that. Like, even my love story, it's like kind of like Takeo-san is kind of sexualized in that he's very different from what we usually look at as like the Bishoning um, love interest. Absolutely. But... I don't know. Uh, there's hope on the horizon too, like with series like Princess Jellyfish and their accurate oh, yeah, no. and portrayals. There, and that again, that's like the whole shonen thing. There is an exception to every rule. Oh yeah. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable saying as a generalization because I do believe that you know for every 
problematic anime. And there are plenty of them. There's an equal and opposite good anime. Exactly. There's usually a good balance. It's just that that balance isn't necessarily shown in the U.S. Right. Because if you've taken any marketing class, the first lesson they will teach you is sex sells. As much as you don't want to admit it, yeah. sex will Which sell. Which isn't a theory. It's a fact. I'm sorry. The first rule of marketing is everyone is stupid. The oh, second one is ouch. sex sells. Yeah. And so taking these two laws, everyone's mm-hmm. stupid and sex sells, you're not going to get more of the high thinking, like Parasite. Yeah. Parasite would not appeal to a mass audience. No. And Toonami picked it up because it was cheap, yeah. in all honesty. And so, you know- you have to go off of these two bases, and so you're not going to get the good balance. Princess Jellyfish was not released anywhere. It was released on DVD, right. and it was quiet at best. And I where's think it's on the Netflix. second season? <laughs> exactly. It exists, but it's not in the U.S. Yeah. And so, you know, and the manga selection is very slim, and I could pick any of them out at, like, Books a Million or whatever, pull it out, and I could find a sexy scene somewhere, yeah. either in the ads, in the cover, or in the book itself. Mm-hmm. And it's... We don't see the non-sexualized anime and manga, right. but it is out there. It is out there. And that's, you know, and there's nothing we can do. Right. There really isn't because there's, what, three suppliers? Yeah. There's Kodansha, there's um, Viz, and there's, I think it's like Sakura Press that does all the yaoi yeah. zowie. Um, yeah. Or we, Boys we, Love. We just have to accept it for what it is, and it's like a person. There's more. There's more. There is. Anime and manga than what we see. And it's just a matter of, and I mean, obviously, how I see it is illegal, technically. Yeah. Because I read it online. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just cough, cough. supporting so. it, writing to Viz or, you know, because I'll always, I buy, I buy Shonen Jump. I yeah. buy the weekly Shonen Jump on my phone and I buy the manga when I can afford it. But it's, you know, find some way to broaden your horizons. Watch something that's not on everyone's top 10 list. Right. Watch something different. Um, watch any of the shows that we've mentioned in this podcast. Just bridge yourself. Show yourself more of the themes of shoujo series or shonen series or what have you. But I don't know. Shoujo, I think shoujo started with a great message and it needs to remember its roots. Right. I like that. But that's just a theory. Just a theory. An anime theory. (laughs) This has been the Anime A-Team broadcasting from the land of short squirts. In short skirts and senpai. I don't know. I think they have some short shorts with the bloomers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Da bloomers. Da bloomers. Da bears. Thank you all for listening and go check out all our other wonderful podcasts here at bitebsu.com. This has been Daily Willem and the lovely Aiden Hall. See you later. Later days. <laughs>